Hey everyone, welcome back to series four of our Sundition podcast. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And this is our morning edition where we will cover three under-the-radar news stories along with one extra local story. Mm-hmm. So our first one will be about kind of an update on Seattle's autonomous zone. I remember we talked about this earlier in one of our earlier series, but it's been cleared out already. So Capitol Hill has now become a scene of several shootings in the last few weeks. And while they were clearing the place out, Mayor Jenny Durkin was urging the police not to press charges against citizens who were arrested for not dispersing or for other small crimes related to that. So a few issues in the Capitol Hill zone that caused it or like caused police to be suspicious and like clearing everything out was that it had drawn in homeless people from other places who didn't seem to be leaving anytime soon. And there were many or quite a few outbreaks of violence, especially gun violence. And that led to the mayor deciding to put an end to the Capitol Hill zone because of public safety issues. Capitol Hill, I guess, became somewhat like an experiment, kind of seeing if people could operate without the police. Before it was cleared out, there was kind of like no clear leadership in the autonomous zone, which made the situation so much harder to deal with. Initially, Initially, people were on board with the autonomous zone because of issues with the police and the way they clash with protesters. However, they felt like the message as to why the zone started in the first place seemed to be getting lost. For example, like a few citizens saw a man in medical distress and called the fire department, but even though the station was less than a block away, no one came. So that was another major issue that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Um, concerning the gun violence, the first shooting was on June 20th, and that left a 19-year-old and a 33-year-old injured. The second shooting was the following day, and a 17-year-old was injured as a result. The third shooting, which took place on Monday, June 29th, left a 16-year-old dead and a 14-year-old seriously injured. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And at 5 a.m. on Wednesday, July 1st, a wave of police officers pushed through the zone, and 31 protesters were arrested on charges of failure to disperse, obstruction, resisting arrest, and assault. And now the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is no more. Oh, dang. That mm-hmm. kind of went downhill. Yeah, those are a lot of deaths. Yeah. Um, so our next story is about Fox News, a recent reporter Ed Henry has been fired for sexual harassment allegations. So on Thursday, this on June 25th, Fox News received a complaint from a former employee's attorney about a sexual harassment occurrence from a few years ago. And on that same day, they suspended um, Ed Henry to um, further investigate the situation. And after that further investigation, he has been fired. Henry obviously denies the allegations and is intending to clear his name. But due to the past history of a scandal back in 2016 where um, he was accused of adultery, which is like kind of extramarital affairs. affairs. It's usually like, it's a very old word. Um, But the CEO of Fox News at that time, Roger Ailes, uh, publicly spoke up against him, saying that, quote, this raises serious questions about Ed's lack of judgment, especially given his position as a journalist. And 
So that has also hampered his, um, the I guess, put emphasis on the seriousness of that allegation. Fox News in the past has dealt with quite a few sexual misconduct allegations concerning multiple many of their employees, such as Roger Ailes, that CEO that spoke up against Ed Henry and Bill O'Reilly, another news anchor. Wow. I didn't know they already had, like, allegations in the past. Um, So our third under-the-radar news is that China... Well, kind of under-the-radar. Is that China passes a security law concerning Hong Kong. And, um, well, on Tuesday, June 30th, China's top legislation unanimously voted for the security law, and it went into effect at 11 p.m. the same day. And this basically ensures penalties for secession, subversion, terrorism, and collusion with foreign forces and are punishable by life imprisonment, which honestly seems quite excessive. So secession is basically trying to break away from the government and subversion is attempting to overthrow the government in order to establish a new social order. The issue with these crimes is that the government can use their own definitions of secession, subversion, terrorism, etc., and can basically abuse their power and arrest people for no apparent reason. This entire security law basically completely violates the One Country, Two Systems framework that was established in 1997, and activists for Hong Kong independence are expected to be arrested first and almost immediately. In addition, Beijing will be setting up a national security agency in Hong Kong, and their presence is aimed to stop Hong Kong protesters, and their security legislation can override Hong Kong legislation in certain circumstances. And as you can probably tell, this is an extreme violation of civil rights. Yeah. I didn't know it was established in 1997. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. I I feel like for me, it's earlier than I thought. I thought it was established in like the... That's true, yeah. 1970s. But, and they have that, like, 50-year framework, right? Yeah, which yeah. Just totally just goes against it. It's kind of worrisome. Mm-hmm. So our next, our, our last story is more local. It's about the Oakland Zoo, and the zoo is in danger of closing permanently. Um, currently, due to the lack of visitors because of shutdown and coronavirus it is currently losing two million dollars a month and they have already used up their emergency federal funds and are relying on the three million dollars on their own reserves in their own like emergency reserves to take care of the animals and pay the remaining staff since half of the regular staff has already been laid off and the pay of the senior staff has been cut in half uh, the large majority of those funds, the $3 million, go directly to the well-being of animals because they have to feed the animals. Um, no, you can't furlough or lay off the animals. Um, this is their, their last attempt to stay open is, request, is by requesting the city to name Oakland Zoo as an outdoor museum, which is what like many of botanical gardens and zoos around California are doing. So this allows visitors to actually come in and they have some way to stay afloat. Obviously, there's going to be a cut in the number of visitors allowed uh, due to social distancing and they will require masks. But uh, the amount of revenue that they can gain is will be helpful no matter what. Uh, many zoos across California, like I said, are already doing this and has been 
as mathematically and scientifically noted as safe. Um, so while they wait for the decision, they're relying on donations, which you can help out. Um, the donation page will be linked in the description in our um, uh, in our podcast and on our bio of Instagram. So if you can help out, I think it'd be a great way to um, do so. Mm-hmm. And that is all for our morning edition. Thank you for listening.